How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's it's going a little bit weird. Isn't it weird? It is definitely weird. I am joined by two-dimensional Jake uh, as we look at each other through Discord while recording audio remotely. Yeah. Why is that, Jake? Why are we doing that? I had to blow up your picture real quick because you just had you in the little window for a little bit. And now it's full screen immersion. Now you can see my blemishes. <laughs> um, the reason we're doing this is be the same reason that many people's lives have changed recently. Um, we don't want to catch gay. So that's the risk. You know, you make sacrifices. Yeah, I stopped shaking uh, hands of people years ago just in case. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no, no proctology visits. You never know. Never know. Mm-hmm. And now we just don't go outside, so. But also viruses, I suppose. In particular, the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. It hit adulthood and just whoosh, right out there into the world. Started screwing Rebel over people's lives. Cause. Yep. Um, but uh, my wife is immunosuppressed, so I'm trying to minimize um, contact with other people. Social distancing, the uh, the Mimi term, but also the actual thing. Um, so for the time being, uh, we're recording remotely, which is hecka weird. Yeah. Um, as mentioned on a previous episode, we did try this early doors um, for our second episode, but I forgot to record the audio. <laughs> and so quickly that idea was snubbed because we yeah. lived down the street from each other. We're like, oh, we'll just meet and record. Yeah. Call it that. It was, do we actually? That's true. We did test a remote recording first when mm-hmm. we were literally that close. And now I drive like 40 minutes, 30 minutes to 40 minutes, depending on traffic to record in person. So we, it takes a lot to make us go back to trying a remote record. after that. Yeah. So um, we apologize if there is any degradation in audio quality, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you understand. Yeah. I mean, just deal with it, I guess. I mean, you're still listening, so clearly it checks out. You know, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for not leaving. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty, pretty big deal. Pretty serious business. We re- recognize it's impacting a lot of people's lives. Um, just earlier today, I got news that um, a close friend of ours um was possibly has possibly contracted it so they're going to be self-isolating and quarantining yeah um this is so. news to me as well mm-hmm. as i yeah. just am finding out about it <laughs> our, our, our friend down in texas Oof. so yeah it's a rough time um but i think more like something i've been realizing is it's been made more and more real to me on an exponential scale. Like everything started out so normal. And then I keep noticing things that are just slightly weird, slightly off. Anytime I interact with like, like I ordered Domino's tonight, for instance, the guy was wearing gloves. Like when I went to Taco Bell, they had a card reader. They stuck out outside the window so you could hook your card in and take your card out without like, touching them at all it's like a lot of stuff is changing yeah it's a fairly surreal experience um i was talking to some family on the phone because everyone's like 
you're on immunosuppressant drugs. Are you going to die? I'm like, no, probably not. And if mm. I do, God bless you. Um, <laughs> so I was talking to my grandmother. I said, yeah, it's really weird because we, uh, in my getting close to 30 years of living, there's never been a situation like this where it's like, hey, global situation. Um, everybody act accordingly. Yeah. And that's in my lifetime. And then my grandmother chimes in like, yeah, mine either. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. My grandma's old. So I'm saying it's, <laughs> it's a larger scale. Yeah, there's there's been, you know, there's been big deals, uh, large events, uh, tragedies, things like that in our lifetime, obviously. But I just can't remember like, the date of that tragedy. Right. Yeah, I don't know. 7-Eleven. That's what it was. 7-Eleven. Um, but for me, I was like really young when that was happening. And I was just like, oh, this feels momentous. But otherwise, life's not really changing for me immediately. Whereas this is like you get used to going to work. You get used to interacting with people, to going to lunch, um, all of that. And it all gets upset really quickly. It's like these things are no longer safe, you know, for you or your loved ones. And you have a responsibility to, to society to try to slow this down. Right. Yeah. So um, for those out there, um, I guess a generic well wish, mm -hmm. I hope everybody is staying indoors and can afford to stay indoors, not have it impact your life drastically outside of some inconveniences. Hmm. And we hope that this is a brief respite as we talk about something very not serious. Yes. <laughs> Devil May Cry 5. Right. I was going to I was going to introduce this as uh, a much anticipated demon slaying game. I was able to snag a copy of <laughs> in preparation <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> We're probably this came out like a little while ago. This was the last year. I think um, only about a year, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but a resurgence in the genre for big fans of the series, uh, especially after DMC, which personally I enjoyed, but I'm like a filthy casual to these people. So, um, so if it's for just those who are not aware, DMC was a kind of a divergence from the canon or core arc. Yeah, it was like a retelling, sort of. It was another fate arc. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was basically that. Um, and people didn't like it because of the attitudes and the way they changed some of the characters. So this is uh, kind of returning to their roots with uh, 4 and things like that. Hmm. Uh, this is my first foray into Devil May Cry. I will not throw opinions out yet. <laughs> um, maybe we can get into some stuff more. Yeah, oh, sure. It was definitely one of the most flashy anime type games that I had seen as far as yeah. like, this looks purdy. It's definitely good. Visuals. It's got uh, Capcom and Japan in full effect, right? Yeah, like, I agree with that. Like, just from the get-go, the characters are absolutely ridiculous. But anyways, uh, Devil May Cry, if you've never heard about that, is an action hack-and-slash type game. Like, jumping in the air, trying to build high combos, get your, your S, double S, or maybe even triple S rank 
I know. I didn't know that I went that high. <laughs> I got it once while revisiting the game for this. Um, I can't remember how I did it. Probably some sort of cheese. Um, but uh, it it follows the tried and test tried and true story. Uh, largely is repeated throughout the series of the main characters fighting demons, fighting each other, and then credits. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm not agree with Jake on that. Um, <laughs> what little experience I've had of it, mm-hmm. what little exposure. We've played games that are similar to this, though, right? Like we've played platinum games. Um, in some ways, you could say like Killer is Dead has some similarities to it in the combat. Um, yeah, to a degree, but a lot of those things are more emphasizing like stylish combat. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, you might have a basic combo, but if you mix it up, it will increase your rank or meter and you get more points, which right. sometimes does convert into something. Other times it might just be bragging rights. Um, but it really does kind of emphasize the more unique fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's like, I guess Killer and De- Killer is dead. Even though it's really flashy, it's still kind of for the purpose of combat. Devil May Cry is like sometimes flashy just for the sake of flashy. Like there's a taunt button that you can press and it gives you some style points when you do it. And like the taunt will vary based off of how much, like what style tier you're in. And there's ones for the ground and there's ones for the air. And it's like, it's not, it's not a minor throw in, right? It's clearly part of their design philosophy for the game. Um, it's a if you've got it, flaunt it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see like some footage of somebody who's actually good at the game, mm. like beat it on the highest difficulty and just you know roll enemies and bosses. Yeah, because usually I find something that works in a game, and then I abuse it yeah. so much. And we're gonna uh, spoil some stuff here. It's been out for a year, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh, um, are we doing spoiler warnings again? The only reason I'm doing it is because I didn't think about adding it beforehand. And even though I haven't uploaded this, so I still will go back and add it. Uh, I was not sure exactly how much I wanted to spoil. But spoiling playable characters definitely makes sense. Um, you were talking about someone who's really good at the game. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Just let me jump in with that. Uh, but I did see a clip of someone who was fighting the final boss and... Uh, using Royal Guard to block a bunch of attacks and just stay in triple S tier the whole fight. Like, just not getting hit, blocking every single attack. So, what is Royal Guard? Royal Guard is one of the styles that uh, Dante has. He's one of the the three protagonists for the game. Yeah, and he's been throughout the series as far as I know. He's the, the OG the one people were upset when they remade him in DMC. Yeah, he's very edgy. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's, he's actually, too cool he's, for school. He's definitely too more, cool more for so school. More so than edgy. Yeah. He used to be more edgy, but he's kind of just developed a pessimistic pessimistic tinge to everything he does now where he's just like, I don't even care anymore. He's like the he humble, actually, rogue, reluctant hero type. He's the most likable by far uh, of the yep. characters in the game, I think. Um, 
<laughs> you say that as though there's a huge difference. There's some characters that you may not like nearly as much, Dave. Um, okay, so okay. we got to talk about the first playable character, yeah. uh, which is Nero. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the... I want to say younger brother type character of Dante. Mm-hmm. He has his own thing going on, but he's... I guess more of a student of Dante's than anything. And yeah. he's nowhere near where Dante's at. He's kind of, he he's off doing his own thing, but he's, he's incidentally following Dante's path, but he doesn't believe he's super cocky. He's yeah. like, and I hate super, cocky people. Yeah. He's kind of obnoxious for that. Um, but he's, he's kind of on his own hero's journey. I don't know if I would call him like a student of Dante. If he is, then he's like, not realizing he's walking that path, right? Like he kind of disrespects Dante. Um, Let me rephrase. Of, he's below Dante, whether he admits he, it or not. Oh yeah. 100%. As far as like ability. Yeah. But his play style is very much, you have a sword or you have a gun. Yes. Or, or <laughs> more so his uh, mechanics are based around the devil breakers. Hmm which because he's missing part of an arm, yeah, about half of an arm, uh, mm-hmm. he can have these attachments which can be used to vary up your play style. Yes. And some of them are, some of them are pretty cool. Um, this is one of those games where because it's uh, trying to cater to the old fan base as well as people coming into it, sometimes it misses the mark a little bit or it doesn't fully explain something. Um, I kind of wish that there was a, a a skippable tutorial that just requires you to pull off certain moves. Um, there's like a practice range called the void uh, where you can just do whatever. It's just like move testing. Um, but if you just jump into the game, you might not know how Devil Breaker works, for instance. That's me. <laughs> Because as soon as I'm put on the path of like, hey, here's a cutscene, I'm like, please let me skip this if I don't care. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's a tutorial. I'm like, nah, stop. It needs to be built in intuitively for me mm-hmm. to acquiesce to it. Otherwise, if I'm not in the right mindset, I just become stubborn and I, I want to ignore everything and just figure it out. Right. The blinder, you're just like, oh, okay. Like blinders go up and you're like, I'm yeah, forging yeah, through this, right? Not if you don't tell me best quality, but <laughs> I do, I do realize it in me. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice if it was a little more intuitive. Right. If they meet you halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Cause basically I, I was using the devil breakers and they would break immediately. Yes. Cause I think if you take damage while you're using them, mm-hmm. they kind of just explode. There's two. So there's like, there's three functions for each of them. There's the, uh, tap, so for me, I'm using an Xbox controller, so it's tapping B, mm-hmm. um, which is like use the basic function of it. If you take damage during that, it breaks. Um, there's overcharge, which is hold B until it flashes and then release it for like a very powerful attack or a very powerful effect that does break it. And then there's a breakaway button that executes more quickly than the overcharge, but also destroys it. Um for a semi-powerful effect and that's what i was probably accidentally doing <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah if you're if you're charging or something you, you get hit it'll break 
Uh, Nero keeps like a stock of them on hand. I just think you in can array. Have three max. You can upgrade it so you can carry more like throughout the game. So eventually you can have like six or seven there or eight. Go. Can you actually switch in between them? You can't. Yeah. Okay. So that's the other thing. And that's so I guess something that's I didn't the trade off of hey, I can explode this one, kind of trash it, get some damage out of it, but then yeah. queue up for the next one that you want to use. And if you were like super hyper optimized in your route uh, or this particular mission, you wanted to farm it or something, you're like, all right, I'm going to have at these points, like this is the one I'm going to overcharge. Then I'll switch to this one for general use and then I'll go to this one or whatever. But I don't play the game that way. So most of the time I just tried not to break them unless I absolutely had to. And as a consequence, they were just sitting there. Um, Nero's not my favorite boy. No. Some of them are really cool, though, for, as far as the breakers are concerned. And playing through with us. I did like Punchline once I figured out how to use it. Yeah. By not taking damage. Because it sends out this flying fist that goes around and keeps like hitting stuff. Mm-hmm. While it's, you still have the option to go around and like beat some ass. So it's like you know a little, little helper. What it reminds me of. Metal Gear Solid 5. Five. Yeah. What was that? Uh, Hand of Judy. Uh, yeah. Because I remember always saying swiggity swooty, hand of Judy. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like an anime version of that. Very fast. But it's really nice for building up a combo because, or for maintaining a combo because you're just like hitting a guy and then your hand is off somewhere else flying around the air beating up on somebody. You can also kind of chain stun people in the air with it. So if you if you launch him up and then you hit him with the fist, it's just like air juggling them while you're dealing with someone else on the ground. Ooh. So there's like there's different ways you can play around with it. All right, props uh, to the game for giving you other options because as I've always said, I'm a very linear gamer. If I want thing, I'll be like, if it works, don't change it. Yeah, and I'll get through the game that way. But I can miss out on a lot of things like that where you do have the options to juggle. I think uh, I think the one I really I, I, there's a very basic one. Um, can't remember. I think it's Overture. It's not on my list here, uh, but it's just like the first one you get. It's just an electric like blast in front of you. But I liked it because I just used it. As, yeah, exactly. Um, I just used it as a combo ender. So just be like, oh, okay, need a little more damage, finish off an enemy, like blast. Um, there is literally one, uh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like a Kamehameha full laser beam if you overcharge it, oh, what? where it's just a gigantic Dragon Ball Z laser. It breaks because you're overcharging it, but and you're locked in there. You can't jump out of it or like move or do whatever. It's the just commit- like commitment. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a really cool design. Some of them are like really strong punches, overcharging your your gun or your sword. Um, I just the fact that they're consumable hurts me somehow <laughs> on a deep level because I'm like I love this and it's gone, <laughs> or I can't get to the one I want without breaking all of yeah. my stuff. That's something that's a little bit weird because I know most gamers, myself included, have the tendency to not want to use consumables. Because you're like, am I going to need this later? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to use it now? Or if you use them all now, you're like, yeah, that was a good fight. And it's like, and the boss is here. And you're like, I have not, not, I have nothing to consume. Yes, exactly. So um, as a consequence of that, I enjoyed characters that didn't rely on that as much. 
Um, and Nero is also just really obnoxious. He has to prove himself at one point early in the game. And this is super memed on and related videos. Dante uh, calls him dead weight in a fight against, um, I don't think it's Uriel. Urizen. Urizen, thank thank you. Um, He calls him dead weight in the fight. And Nero holds that the entire game. Where anytime he sees Dante again and Dante's like, hey, you should like fall back or go do this other thing or whatever. And Nero's like, oh, is it because I'm dead weight? You know, whatever. He just jumps on it. I'm like, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little piss pot. <laughs> oh my gosh. He has he keeps interesting company though. He has a like a support van with Nico, who's like the mechanic who who makes his arm and stuff. And they're all weird, like Japanese characters. It's, yeah, but it's like a <laughs> Japanese version of a real American type. Because yeah. she's like very country, but like the way she, her basic speech patterns, I'm like, who the fuck talks like this? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but she's very outgoing and crass. Uh, but she's super talented because she's just like, Oh, grab me that piece of thing, and then she makes a new arm piece for Nero, and you're like, "All right, it's anime, whatever." You beat like the first boss, and she takes a piece of it, smells it, and is like, "All right, I'm gonna make something out of this." <laughs> you're just like, "Okay, <laughs> this is just this is just how it's gonna be, I guess." But I mean, and then like, they have like the mystery that... mobile. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's literally what it is. So like before a boss, you have like a phone booth. You'll call it. The van will appear from usually off of a rooftop and they kind of land near you. <laughs> and that's where you can go and customize if you want to like, oh, I want to change my loadout for this upcoming fight or like spend some red money. Yeah, the like orbs. Upgrade something. I like that though. I like that as you continue to get to like more infested demon areas, she's just like breaking out of the wall and like rolling the van and doing all this stuff to show up at the phone booth. (laughs) It's just regardless of where you are, they show up there. It's kind of the arbitrary save point thing that RPGs have had for a long time, but they play into it. I do like Nico's shtick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of uh, Nero's support crew, but pretty early on. So the plot, I guess, (laughs) <laughs> or what exists of it, right? <laughs> Is uh, Nero and Dante are both working for a character named V to uh, try to defeat uh, Urizen. But I think at the beginning of the game, they didn't know they were both working together. Uh, he just hired them both and was like, hey, go go kill Urizen. Um, and uh, my screens just went black. I'm hoping... Oh, we're back. Okay. Because your face is no longer lit up by monitor glow. <laughs> I'll have to periodically, I'll keep my computer from going to sleep. But the first fight, it's one of those um, those fights you're meant to lose against Urizen. Yeah, I don't know if you can win it. Because again, you can. Okay. I've, I saw a guy do it in an accelerated video that was like ten minutes accelerated. You do not even chip damage. Yeah, and a lot of he this has stuff a- is very punishing. And you don't have any upgrades at this point. He has like a shield. He has a shield crystal in front of him. And the shield crystal has its own health. It's an enemy. Um, and his health bar is untouchable until the shield crystal is broken. 
Mm-hmm. Once you break that, he's attacking you through all this. Once you break that, he's vulnerable until he remakes the crystal. And so you have to literally just continue to chip down his regenerating shield entity until you can do damage to him. But you're meant to lose. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, in Mega Man X. You have this fight against Vile. You get your ass beat. Then Zero comes to save you. And you're like, ooh, I want to become that strong. So when yeah. you do come back to eventually fight the boss again, you're like, look how big my dick is. And then you just need to go <laughs> kick their ass. I think the, the the big difference here is he's he also like destroys Dante for like most of the fight. Like you, you're the second wave of attack. Like Dante's already kind of lost. Trish is lost. I think Lady was there and has lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a very old gaming trope. It's just like have the bad guy beat you, you know, to start the adventure. Um, and uh, but it, it it works. I think if you do beat him though, as a little aside. The credits roll super fast. It just zooms through all of them. It's just like, good job. Now, like, try again, because the rest of the game only happens if you lose. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. I hope they give you an achievement for that, at least. Yeah, I think you I think you actually... I think there's an achievement for beating him. And you can get the achievement if you beat him in the first encounter, basically. So Why either way... Sekiro do this? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, there goes the arm. See you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's also... Oh. Oops, sorry. Oh, I see your screen is starting to yeah, go. Yeah, I also did the AFK monitor shit. I was going to say, yours in his design is really cool, though. Because not only does he fight with, like, demon tentacles, he's really, like... He doesn't care. He's just sitting there like the thinking man, basically. Lazy, half-grown into his chair like biological matter and just does not care about the fact you're fighting him. It's like, you're all nothing. Yeah. He's very like a one punch man Mm -hmm. boss. That's like, actually like the, uh, the alien on the ship at the end of season one. Exactly. Kind of like I'm bored by all of this. I'm here to destroy because nothing can challenge me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's interesting though, but no, he's got like a nice, good, tentacle seed monster demon alien vibe yeah mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of his uh, design is overgrown demon roots and vines type i like the demon designs in um devil may cry um for like the true demons there's like lesser demons which are just like this is like a spider bug monster thing or here's like a wasp looking thing mm-hmm. those are all fine there's some that stand out are really cool did you you encountered the um the ghosts that have like white masks and shears? Oh yeah. Like I like their design, that's pretty cool. But for the greater demons, like the people who the are knights. legitimately yeah, like knights, they're they're awesome. Yeah, but you also have a hard on for terror blade. So That's true. <laughs> that's fair. It is kind of that very cool, like edgy like demon knight yeah. like they have the most badass armor yeah. i love it it's like semi-biological plates and all this other stuff and it's freaking great the um the main characters also have two of the main characters have devil triggers uh which unlock through parts of the game and they kind of have they have cool uh demon forms as well 
but Dante in particular has a um a sin devil trigger because usually their devil trigger is just like oh they get some like minor wings they'll be like blue or maybe red they kind of like have a demon carapace more or less and their moveset gets cooler but Dante has like a full unlock where he goes full demon and he's just like it's so good I'm just nerding out I'm sorry it's really good though his full unlock's cool it's cool there's a reason they don't let you stay in there very long. <laughs> it's He just obliterates everything. Yeah, it does make all of your attacks way more empowered. His his sin devil trigger also has teleportation. He just instantly transmits to people and then like carves them up. One of the unlocks, he literally calls like a chaos meteor down and just impact AoE fireball damage. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. So V's also a character. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And V's much more of a... I mean, everybody in this game is a little bit edgy, uh, but his thing is very kind of uh, goth kid, where yeah. he has a cane and a poetry mm-hmm. book. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of summons like dark spirits to fight for him. Yeah. In the form of like a buzzard for ranged attacks, a leopard... Yeah, it's like a leopard panther, panther thing. Panther. It's all black. It's made of like spirit energy. Yeah, I think it's a panther. Yeah, we're gonna go with panther. And uh, that one's called Shadow, the ultimate life form. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I would have loved the game so much more <laughs> <laughs> if one of his summons was just Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> you just summon him in. You're the faker. <laughs> and then he also has a golem, but that kind of uses yes. his trigger gauge. Nightmare. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not crazy about his play style. Mm-hmm. It is really fun though, because each button is kind of for a different summon. Mm-hmm. And then you have to interact with the buttons in like different ways to like combo. But like him, V himself does not actually attack enemies until they're in like a weakened state. And then he stabs them with his cane, and that's how you finish off the enemies. Yeah. I love that mechanic though. Like his his uh creatures are for reasons basically for the most part not strong enough to kill things. They'll just weaken them a lot. Um but he and his cane in particular is really, really good at killing weakened demons. So he has execution moves on like everything. So he'll do this instant transmission warp to a wounded enemy, impale them, then like fly off. Some of them um, are really cool where he just like jams the cane all the way into their forehead. He's kind of mm-hmm. like trying to wiggle it out and then pulls it out and they explode. Yeah. One of the demons has like a, it's like a, um, a cyclops looking thing and he'll like, he stabs through the eye, walks off a bit with the eye just on his cane and then spins and throws it back at the demon and it just explodes on impact and kills it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's what happens animal. if you throw somebody's eyes at them. Right. Little known fact. <laughs> it could be true. I haven't done it. <laughs> uh, I actually love V though. His his play style. Um, replaying the game a little bit, I enjoyed it maybe a little bit less. But I I love his character design. There there, his character is where they kind of branched out in this game uh, compared to previous ones. Um, his summons actually also impact uh, his abilities. So he has a double jump 
um, that's pretty quick and has some evasion. But the second jump is because the bird warps to him and he can grab it and like his talons and like hover a little bit. But if your bird is dead, also all of his moves are named after chess. If your bird is in, um, it's not stalemate. But anyways, whatever. There's a, there's a term for it. Appreciate the term. <laughs> uh, then he doesn't have this double jump. Um, and the same thing for his dodge. He has like, if you're targeting an enemy and you do a side dodge, he uses shadow to side dodge. But if shadow is dead, then you can't side dodge anymore. So if both of your birds, both of your pets are dead, you have no mobility. <laughs> you're just like, hope that the boss doesn't hit me as I like wobble about. I actually encountered that once because I was fighting a demon knight. I mm-hmm. kind of blew my load, so to speak, and my summons were down. So I was just kind of jumping away awkwardly. It's like a guy in sandals, like, please stop, <laughs> uh, waiting for them to kind of like tick back up so I could resummon them. Yeah. So that if felt you, if, a little bit weird. If you use the attack animation and you're not actually executing someone, he uh, his attacks rebound off of any enemy. It doesn't matter how weak they are. Like he just hit a wall in Dark Souls. He's just like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, right. I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah, um, I gotta say, is cool. The coolest thing with his nightmare, which is the golem, mm-hmm. is uh, there is an upgrade where you can kind of ride the golem. Oh yeah, you jump on it. There is a. There, I got an unlocked move for that. Uh, his move. It's called illegal move is the execution but it's um back on the stick and then forward or double forward and then b and you just warp out of existence on it and there's an aberration a distortion and then the golem and you just appear closer to the enemy like you warp towards them and then there's a skill you can unlock after that that if you press b the golem just like hunkers down and just shoots a gigantic laser like there's this a vertical and horizontal laser you can fire, but this one's a massive blast. It takes like seven seconds to fully execute, and the enemy's always moved outside of the middle. <laughs> but it's so awesome. <laughs> Terrence, Terrence, come over here. I'm worried about what's going on. Yeah, let's take a smoke break over here. <laughs> I will say in this playthrough, um, I changed his controls, and that made him way better. So by default, the uh, the Panther Shadow is on the Y button. The Y button, yeah. And the bird is on X. And if you have those and you have a, a um, standard controller, you know, like an Xbox controller, you can't hit both of those buttons at the same time or hold and press forward and back and all that. So hear me out. Yes. Specifically for V missions. Um, and I'm going to hold up the controller for demonstration. Instead right. of me doing like the dual things. analog, like thumb and thumb, mm-hmm. I would have the, the, my left hand on the th- thumbstick, and then yeah. my right hand goes up like a claw for the different buttons. <laughs> because um, so for the listeners, the pen- he abandoned the look around thumbstick. That's yeah. that's the the second stick never existed mm-hmm. uh, because certain attacks, like for the bird, I might have like a charge X does something, so I'd have to hold that down. Yeah, but that's hard to hold down X with your right thumb and then mm-hmm. keep pressing Y. So I do it with my pointer finger and then have my middle finger just like mashing the Y button so the panther could keep slashing. Yeah, and then every time meter built up, I'd press B with my 
ring finger. <laughs> With the claw. So and this time I rebound it. Beard. Um, it, was, it was a perfect <laughs> system. Uh, this time I rebound it. So the bird was on L1. And then I just moved the double trigger down to the D-pad, which is where everybody else's double trigger is. Um, and then I can just keep targeting and just like mash the bird button or hold and release for like the lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then keep doing Panther. And I didn't have to do anything wonky with the controller. Um, I like how that thought got, never crossed my mind. I didn't think about it until like playing through this time. I was like, no, no, tr- certainly the developers know what they're doing. But I looked up and people have, they're like, here's a much better control out layout for Nero, for the, for Dante. Um, and for Dante, I feel like he's one of the, the type of person that uh, he, this is the OG character. He's got four styles, um, like Royal uh, Guard Royal, is one. Yeah, a Gunslinger is one. Trickster is one. And uh, what was the Swordmaster? Yeah, Swordmaster. Mm-hmm. And then you can have like eight pieces of gear. So like eight projectile weapons, or like four projectile weapons, four melee weapons. And just swap between them, and they all have their own movesets. And I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> it's I like him the most, though, because I was going through, and I was button mashing, and sometimes be like, I want to do this. And instead of doing what I intended to do, I switched weapons or fighting styles. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, new things are happening. <laughs> so it offered some very diverse gameplay. Yeah. So I think to start, it's like uh, sword and guns. And if you switch over, it's like, I'm going to be punching people a lot. Or them. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, cool. They each have their own advantages too. So like people that are really good at the game, will he can change styles instantly in this one, um, which is very useful because like Trickster gives you tons of iframes on your dodges. You can dodge really far and you can just stay in the air basically. But you can like go airborne with Trickster, switch to like uh, Swordmaster like Swordmaster has the ability to throw out spectral blades as well as your normal attacks. So now you're just like stacking DPS on. You're like, uh oh, here comes an attack. Royal Guard defense. Royal Guard can guard in the air. Crazy. Game changer. That seems pretty good. I did not have to experiment too much with each of the different styles. Yeah. So I think got in like a few Dante missions before I uh, got distracted by something. Right, there was an outbreak, and a bunch of other games we were playing. But I mean, it was it was Ori too. This is mm-hmm. pre-outbreak. An outbreak, <laughs> outbreak of Ori, <laughs> or a release. That's what they call those usually. <laughs> I can't wait for release. <laughs> <laughs> but he is cool. I think he he definitely has some of the potential to, um, if you put a lot of time into practicing the move sets, your combos, stuff like that. This guy's the limit for what Dante can do. He also gets this guy's the limit. I'm like, yeah, he's Dante. Dante. Like five miles up. (laughs) (laughs) But um, did you did you play long enough to get the hat to Doctor Faust? I think I was a little bit shy. I think I Ah, just unlocked the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Motorcycle's uh, good though. 
How did you feel about the motorcycle? I'm getting some shifty eyes. I can see there's enough resolution. Again, this is like I just got it, but that was the last mm-hmm. mission I played. Gotcha. I'm going to mention the motorcycle though, because this is one of the few things that we knew about from like the teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the motorcycle is, I think it's a horse, a, a demon horse you beat and you get like the piece for it or something. Something like that. Um, but anyways, it's a, it's a motorcycle. He rides around, but it's also two giant like saw blades. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of switching back and forth between motorcycle and like buzz saws in the middle of combat and swinging the motorcycle or the saws or your body. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't even know. It's anime. It is very anime. I know you don't have. I know you can't really say much about it because of that, but it's hard to explain how like anime it is. Um, and the hats, the hats similar. Um, the the I'm just going to quickly mention the hat. I don't want to go too in detail on it because I know um, I don't want to cover too much for people who may still want to play the game at this point. But uh, it lets you risk all your money. While you have it equipped, it's a scarf and a hat. You throw the hat, and every enemy that gets pinged by the hat as it's flying around you gets a little cowboy hat. (laughs) They're all wearing it. Um, And then if you hit them, they drop money and you collect it. But while you're using the hat, if you get hit, you lose money. (laughs) Oh, so so it's a (laughs) risk-reward situation. Yeah. And it's just a hilarious like farming item. And the scene where you get it is very memorable and people should uh, either play the game or look it up. I don't want to spoil that. Young Maestro's video, I feel, does this whole game justice. Mm-hmm. Whose video was it? You say Maestro's? Yeah, Young Maestro. Oh, okay. I remember watching someone who did it. I didn't realize it was Maestro. Mm-hmm. It must have been. He has the dancing segment in there, right? Yes. He Yes, he yes. does. Yeah. How would he not? I think he has all like the most meme parts. He did a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. So I know that we've played a lot of games in this space. Like we we played games similar, right? Like we played Killer is Dead. I I, I made you play Killer is Dead. I made you play <laughs> Revengeance. <laughs> you know, Killer is Dead. I played before long ago. I think you might okay. have like suggested it to me. Mm-hmm. We both had it. I enjoyed it. I'm not yeah. going to begrudge you on that one. Mm-hmm. But we played like similar action games like this. How does how does this game compare to you? Where does it fall in there? I've waited 42 minutes. I don't like this game. <laughs> I really don't like this game. The moment-to-moment gameplay uh, can be very fun, and the graphics are really beautiful. But for me, it has so many issues as far as game design, and it's mm-hmm. also not my type of game. So that really adds to it. What would what would be the game design issues you have? Because I've I've ranted about what I love. It's time. Be the <laughs> other half of the podcast. It's time. <laughs> um. So basically, anytime that you have an animation that you can't skip past, I'm not keen mm-hmm. on. Uh, this yeah. game has a lot of. Hey, we're gonna have a cutscene. Hey, we're gonna have an animation. So one example is as you're kind of exploring through parts of the level, which are also usually fairly linear, 
you'll have mm-hmm. like a segment and then a room that's a fight and then a segment and then a room that's a fight yes you might have to go grab like a key piece which is like a bug and the design yeah. for that's really cool Nidhogg but when you, spawn thing yeah yeah uh, when you pick that up there's an animation and then you go find the door and then you put it on the door and then there's an animation and yeah. it's not like done it's like four seconds each time that I yeah. have to press start to skip the animation to continue playing the game. And that for it's me, true. it hurts a lot. And that's just like one small example. I will give you that one. Cause uh, in prepping for this episode, I looked at options. I was like, is there a way to skip the little, little cutscenes between each section? There's not. And for the listeners, if you've played a Zelda game where spike or, um, barred doors come down behind you that's basically the same thing as what happens here oh the room locks yeah that's why link only does grow hub and doesn't go and get his groceries that's true what? <laughs> um yeah i i definitely have i share that same gripe like even when you get cool collectibles like oh you got a golden orb which allows mm-hmm. you to respawn i never use those by the way because right because you're good no <laughs> normal difficulty <laughs> is actually just really easy in comparison mm-hmm. i think you told me that hard is the ideal difficulty yeah i think that's probably probably true looking back at it i don't know if there's like devil hunter is that what you were on whatever was the standard one is what i usually try games on yeah, I'm gonna look. Uh, but yeah, keep keep going. What are you looking? Um, so like when you get this golden orb for the first time, it's like, hey, here's what it is. Here's what it does. There's like a three or four second animation. You're like, cool. So the second time I got it, I was like, I already know what it is. You don't need to tell me. Just give me a little plus one at the top. Oh right. yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a little video every single time. Yeah. And. I don't need the interruptions. If like the core is the cool stylistic gameplay, focus on that. Don't distract from it. But it just felt like padding in a way. Yeah, it's it's similar to like going again to Legend of Zelda. You open a chest, Link holds up an item. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I also thought about. Uh, I think it's similar to some other more recent games though. Like Dark Souls does that as well too, right? Like you get an item and it's like, hey, the text is here at the bottom of the screen. At the next available moment, tap that X button to make it go away, right? Um, I also want to give you credit because I looked at the difficulties. Yeah. And easy is human. Devil Hunter is normal. That's what I played on. So if you haven't used any of the orbs, it just means you legitimately haven't died on the recommended for fans of the series difficulty. Joke something I might actually have been playing. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it's just something that didn't come up. Because mm-hmm. you're good. I am very good at video games. <laughs> but that was like some of like the main gripes for me. Yeah. Also, because I am very uh, stubborn and dumb, mm-hmm. I didn't really get into the nuances of the ca- gameplay between the different characters. And it felt right. kind of flashy button mashy where i mean that i is, could get away with yeah. doing pretty basic things and dodging and you call it a day and then you skip your 20 seconds of cutscenes, go to the next thing 
it is definitely like comparing this to God of War, the enemies don't hit as quickly most of the time. No. And and if you stagger them at all, then they take some time to recover before they'll come at you again. Um, so I think like at the ground floor, if you're coming in, you don't have a lot of experience. You can get through it. But there's a huge difference between that and like really experienced players who just blaze through it. Their triple S ranks obliterating everything. They'll just clear the game faster because they're yeah. being more aggressive. Yeah. But I feel that if you are a fan of the series and you're already used to this type of game and this series of gameplay, mm-hmm. I imagine it's only purifying the experience. Like I can't imagine Devil May Cry 1 was that nuanced right? in comparison. So I think if you like this game already, I think you're going to fucking love 5. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the series. It seems is, like the best yeah. iteration of it to date. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, which is why at the beginning I'm like, it looks real pretty. <laughs> Bites tongue. I had uh, just a few more questions for you regarding your experiences here. How did yeah. you feel about the... Um, the co-op sections or the co-gameplay sections, the linked gameplay. And did you know they happened? So I did see like, oh, guest appearance by, and uh-huh. I was just like, what? And then ignored it. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that it was actually another player in my session as that other NPC, or I guess other main character. Yeah. And you could be forgiven. I think for because understanding they don't the tell you. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't really tell you. It says like starring and yeah. then whatever their name is. Um, and uh, I didn't realize the first time either because you don't interact with them. It's not like you're side by side fighting. There actually is a mission that's like that. I think called the three warriors that's mm-hmm. later in the game um, where you are just side by side fighting with the other characters. And it's kind of great. Like um, it's two per two people, but um, but otherwise they're just trying to, they, they're killing some of the enemies in your path or there's a part where, um, V is opening up the path for, uh, Nero by killing some vines that are like blocking his path, dropping a bridge. And I didn't realize it until I was playing through the segment as V. I was like, wait, I already did this. Like, or I saw this area and, Oh, this is where the bridge drops, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's cool, but I wish they would have done more with it. Like, I would have actually enjoyed co-op, I think, in in a game like this. And unfortunately, there's only you only get to fight together in like one mission. That's kind of weird that they threw it in then. I will say for for this playthrough on the first mission, I had someone starring as Dante uh, while I was Nero approaching the first boss, and I was like, wait. What does that mean? Because <laughs> I don't remember being able to fight the first boss as Dante. So, like, does he have a secret mission or something like that? Like, if he beats the boss or lowers his health and I show up, is that an easier fight for me? Or, like, I don't actually know how that resolves. Because <laughs> he, was, he was out by the time I got there. <laughs> so, who knows? Weird. Yeah. But... I wish they would have done more with that. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Core gameplay, pretty good. Did you check out Bloody Palace at all? Probably not if you were still doing main campaign. It's just there in the um, in the main menu. Big, big shrug. 
big shrug. TLDR for Bloody Palace is it's just waves of enemies. You just fight until you either run out of time, you get time by killing enemies, or you die. Yeah, but you can get some money doing that. It's a challenge mode. It wasn't in the game when I last played it, so they definitely added it. I like the idea that if it... Like, I'm trying to think if I would go back and do that for something like near Automata. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like I gotta say, build. that combat is so fucking tight. Mm-hmm. And it's also done by Platinum Games. That's true. Fact check me. Is this done by Platinum Games? DMC5? Does um, it have any affiliation? But typically, Let's... they're known for having really tight combat in games. Um, yeah, I mean, I could. I think you could be forgiven for thinking so. As I try to search without hurting I myself too much. is definitely better than Devil May Cry, in my opinion. But uh, No, it's a different studio, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. I won't disparage uh, Platinum, though. Like, I love pretty much everything they make. <laughs> it's just... It's one of those things where if you don't have like the basics down, everything else feels kind of off. Which is mm-hmm. why when you're talking about platformers, you're like, oh, really tight controls that are responsive. So if you go and jump for something, you know exactly when you're going to land, when you do your inputs, and when you stop your inputs. Yeah, exactly. In the same way if you're fighting, Super if you feel like you're buffering inputs and things are kind of weird, you're like, ah, and yeah. it gets a bit, of a bit of a jank. It definitely... I'm not the best at that. This is a game that rewards patient timing, though. Because if you look at the combos for each character, it's like uh, one combo is press X or like press Y and then press Y and then tap Y repeatedly. You're like, okay, but that's different than just like tap Y Y? five times. You're like, yeah, yeah. No, those are different moves. Like delays are essential for a lot of the moves. And I'm like, okay, I'll try, I guess, but I'm not good. (laughs) I can appreciate it, though. It's part of part of what it is yeah i'm sure like the timing of attacks of enemies is based around that as well so mm-hmm. even if you do have like three different types of enemies with different um methods of attack if you know what you're doing on that character it will feel fluid yeah mm-hmm. i just did not get through that point yeah yeah there's there's so much depth for how you can play it and it just you unlock harder difficulties by beating the game so the next one son of sparta after Devil Hunter. I haven't made any progress there yet, but we're still talking eventually. about God of War? Or <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Sparda. Uh, this one's with Sparta. a D. Okay. Yeah, yeah, It's with a D. That's an important difference. Um Yeah, if you are interested in Devil May Cry lore, you can play any of the games. They all have the same plot. Do we want to spoil that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's um so as someone who enjoys this type of game, I personally do recommend it. I think it's uh, good, uh, good steps uh, for the series, and I had a lot of fun with it. It should go on sale periodically now because it's been on, been out long enough. Um, and uh, who doesn't want to kill some demons? I mean, I want to with guns and like <laughs> a, a day or so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to compare to Doom. We can have the the Devil May Cry Doom comparison. Who kills the later? later? <laughs> I mean, one of <laughs> that's a great question, actually. Guess it depends on the engine. Well, here's a question for you, Jake. 
since mm-hmm. you've followed more of Devil May Cry than I have, what would you like to see them do in future games? I guess I touched on it a little bit, but like, so I love the introduction of characters like V, uh, even if he's not super popular with existing fans, just a different play style mm-hmm. is fun. The ability to read poetry instead of jumping around with the sword. Why not? You know, throw it in the game. Might as well. Um, but I would also like to see them expand on the co-op uh, sorts of mechanics and things. Even if their main audience isn't really into that, it's very obviously possible. They literally had a level where they did it. So, you know, why not give people that option? Um, and yeah, I think just Capcom introduces new game modes all the time. I think that they have the ability to to build that out a bit. And let me play Virgil. <laughs> That's all I want. Just let me play Virgil. It's been three years. <laughs> um, that's what I want from it. But they're, they're making good strides. Yeah, I imagine their future games will continue to get better. It I, seems I want like to believe the it. people who are making it, they're like, we know our core audience and the type of game that they want and they yeah. deliver every every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, I've not heard somebody who likes Devil May Cry, they're like, five was, I don't know. Yeah. DMC was probably the closest thing to a miss. Capcom does do make mistakes as a publisher and a developer. Uh, Dead Rising, you could just, like, watch their review scores drop off, like, a slope for every game that came out. <laughs> but... Uh, I think they'll get there in the end. Monster Hunter is pretty good. DMC is pretty good. Keep on keeping on. And you guys should keep on keeping on too. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay alive. That's not the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) As always, uh, if you guys have feedback, um, you can send it in at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on Facebook uh, which you can get on without getting the virus. So, you know, pretty good deal. Um, unless you use the instant messenger app, then you're pretty well, you're screwed then. So the messenger app and Gmail are not safe. Got it. <laughs> Gmail should be fine. Messenger app. Keep that off there. Drain your battery. Anyways, facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. Um, and as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.